I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Devils lead Chicago 3-2 with five minutes left in the third. Bedard knocked out of that game on a hit by Brendan Smith. Four and a half minutes left in Washington. Hurricanes lead the Caps 4-2. Starting in about half an hour, it is the Jets and the Ducks. Uh, Winnipeg rolling lately with uh, a mark of 8-0-2 in their last 10 games. The Oil Kings uh, getting going shortly in Kelowna. The Oil Kings 4-0-1 so far on this road trip. 5-0-1 in their last six. So uh, they're doing really well. Oilers play, of course, tomorrow night against Ottawa at Rogers Place. 6-30 for the face-off show. Game at 8. Then it's 3 away from home for Edmonton. And then uh, after that, five of the final six games in January at home, none of them outside of Alberta. Their only road game after this road trip will be in Calgary. So, uh, yeah, kind of a weird month here for the Oilers. They play starting tomorrow, Tuesday, or I guess Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, and then end uh, four Saturdays from now. And then they got their bye week and the All-Star break. So that how is how that is shaping up uh, for them. Good uh, uh, The scoreboard, by the way, presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Good chat there with Morley Scott as uh, it looks like McLeod Bethel-Thompson will be the next quarterback for your Edmonton Elks, just uh, waiting for the team to officially announce the deal that is, of course, being widely reported. It launched, well, it launched uh, a few months ago, but it officially launched with games on Monday. It is the brand-new Professional Women's Hockey League. One of the stars of that league is a native of Bruderheim, Alberta. She's a goaltender for the Ottawa franchise. We welcome back to Inside Sports, Emirates Mashmeyer. Emirates, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. It is great to catch up with you. Welcome back to the show. Uh, man, oh man, what a time. Uh, <laughs> how, how's week one in the PWHL been? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it's been unbelievable. It's obviously a long time coming and something that we've been really looking forward to, especially starting uh, preseason uh, no, almost a couple months ago now. So we were really excited to get going. Um, and now... Yeah, we're kind of hit, hitting the run, hitting the ground running. What was the first game like? I mean, I know you guys, you got the overtime. Uh, I think you guys got a point, right, for for the overtime loss. So I, yeah, I know you would have preferred to win, but just tell us about the vibe, the atmosphere, actually, you know, being in that game. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, we definitely would have preferred the win, that's for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, that game was much more than the score. Um, it was an incredible environment you know we had i think almost 8300 fans and uh that was setting the record for highest attended professional women's game and so what an what an environment we had it was electric uh and there was just so much emotion in the arena i know when they announced our starting lineup uh i'm pretty sure all of us started tearing up more like okay hey, we have to go out and play a game now um but it was just yeah there was so much emotion 
our fans were incredible and uh we can't wait to play in front of them again um but yeah it just it's finally kind of you know it was definitely a pinch me moment uh everything kind of just finally coming together and playing our first game in our new league you were one of the first players you and a couple others uh emily clark and brianna jenner you were the first three players uh announced to be in the league what did that mean to you Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, uh, it's such an honor. Um, I mean, we had no idea how that was all going to pan out with the free agency and how the draft would look. And um, I mean, I'm very grateful that, um, you know, when I connected with Ottawa with Mike, our GM and, and we clicked right away and we had the same values. And at that point I knew that Emily had signed and I knew they had been chatting with Brianne. And to me, I knew if those two players were going to be uh, leaders of the team, then um, that's exactly where I needed to be. So I'm so glad that it worked out. And uh, yeah, we have such a great group in Ottawa from yeah. staff down. Well, that's yeah, it sounds great. And uh, you, you mentioned the, the the fans coming out. So that's that's really cool. I, I guess I got to ask the questions and, and I, you've probably been asked this dozens of times, but there have been other professional women's leagues you know, it is it is tough for any league that's not one of the big four in North America to to get going and keep going. Does this feel different than some of the other leagues and ventures that you were a part of? Oh, my goodness. So different. Um, you know, in terms of who is investing in our league, um, you know, Mark Walter and having Billie Jean King back us and um, our legal team. And now seeing it kind of come to fruition, it's um kind of the behind the scenes there's so many staff that have been hired um you know kind of on the business upside the marketing uh each team kind of has their own structure but the league has their own structure uh yeah it's i haven't been a part of anything uh like it at all and uh just the resources that we have we're treated like professionals we have absolutely everything we need um so yeah, it, it feels completely different than anything I've experienced. Okay, so it, it just it, it just feels like it's a step up in overall professionalism and stability. I, I feel like I'm hearing. Definitely, and I I think in the past uh, in leagues that we played in, they're just you know there's there's a handful of people that work for the league, and they can only do so much. Um, and it was great we were playing hockey, but we were also losing money, and um, the resources weren't there. Uh, you know, we didn't have the investment. So without that, it's hard to get the TV deals and it's kind of a bad cycle. And this is, this is totally different. We're, we're getting the visibility. We have the resources, we have the staff, um, the money, the investments there. So yeah, it's looking bright. Okay. Emirates Mashmeyer joining us tonight on inside sports goaltender for Ottawa. The team, the teams don't have names, right? It's just Ottawa. They don't have names. Yeah, so as of right now, we're kind of uh, Team Ottawa, uh, Team New York, you know, Team Minnesota, okay. Team Boston. Yeah, so um, obviously the league kind of came about not too, super long ago. So uh, I know the league's working at trademarking some names and uh, getting some logos, but they didn't want to rush it for the season. So um, I know a lot of people are itching, <laughs> you know, on the branding side to have the names and the logos, but I know they didn't want to rush anything and they want to make sure they're picking the right names. Okay. I was wondering about that because the jerseys are sort of, they're different colors, but they're sort of similar. So there's a process here of, of branding. Okay. I'm glad I found out about that because someone asked me, are all the jerseys sort of that diagonal <laughs> wording? I, yeah. said, I think so, yeah. but I think so, they're working on something. So exactly. So that'll be just for this season. Um, you know, the league kind of everything got up and running within a few months. And so, the priority was getting us on the ice and 
making sure we had uh you know a game schedule and everything running and yeah they just didn't want to rush it so i think it was a, a good call in the league's part and it'll be pretty awesome to see what what they come up with for next season okay how does uh how many players are you seeing in this league that you've had as canadian teammates or you've played against from other nations international tournaments like is it most of them or what are we looking at yeah i would say the majority i've either played with played against or am familiar with um it is really awesome though to see kind of some international players coming uh, overseas and playing uh, for this league. Even my team, for example, we have a Hungarian, a couple of Czech girls, a girl from Japan. My goalie partner is German. Um, so we're a very diverse team, and it's really awesome, you know, getting to kind of take little bits and pieces from each other's games and styles of play. And um, we're kind of a team of misfits, but it's been a lot of fun to kind of, you know, get to know each other and learn and grow as a, as a unit. But, yes, it's uh, we're all very familiar with each other. <laughs> So it, does the league affect, or maybe you can tell me just if, if it changes the cycle or of anything in terms of when the national team is going to be together or preparation for when the Olympics are here or for world championships, mm. is, like how does, how does that affect sort of the hockey calendar for women? Yeah. As of right now for this season, um, the schedule for, I know for um, team Canada and team USA was already preset before the league um, schedule came out. So this season we kind of had those three rivalry series against the Americans and world championships in April. So the league is kind of working around um, international breaks. And I know other girls that play for their national teams are also off, you know, in Czech and playing in Hungary, for example, but for the seasons to come, um, we'll, we'll have to see how that works. I think that, you know, we're slowly going to adjust kind of to how, like, let's say the NHL would do it. Um, You're playing for your league throughout the season, and then you pick a team for your world championship, um, you know, for the end of the season, and then players would go and come together for that tournament. And then for Olympic year, I think that is, that is the goal is to kind of move away because we typically do a centralization year where we all move and centralize in Calgary with team Canada and then uh, play in the Olympics together. But the idea is now, you know, our league is the priority and you kind of put in the work there and in hopes of also, you know, representing your country at these big tournaments. So uh, kind of shifting that mindset, which is a little bit of deprogramming for sure because of what we're used to, but um, it's really exciting. All right. So tell me, I mean, I'll kind of just tie this into your rural Alberta upbringing, which I know you told the story of that last time. So I'm not going to totally revisit that, but just, you know, you're you're playing pro hockey, which I know you did before, but as you explained, this feels like a totally different sort of venture here in a more stable league. Like, what's what's your family thinking about all this? You know, and and what would have a ten uh, year old Emirates Mashmeyer thought of all this? Yeah, it's um, it's been a really you know cool experience for for me and for the family, and um, I know for me, like I get a lot of joy out of seeing my family so excited about my hockey and being able to watch me play. And, um, you know, in the past too, it's been hard for them to catch games because they haven't been streamed or, uh, you know, the streaming's maybe a little blurry or whatever it may be. And so I'm excited that they'll be able to watch me consistently and kind of be a part of my hockey journey, not just from afar, but actually be involved in it. Um, but I know, yeah, they're proud and, um, yeah, I have a lot to thank, you know, for my my family for all the support that they're always providing me 
Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to have them along this journey with me for sure. Okay. Well, that's awesome, Emirates. Thanks for taking time to do this. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. Of course, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on on the league and how you're doing specifically with Ottawa. And I know there are many more great things ahead for you too and reasons to have you on the show again. So I look forward to that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. That is Emirates Mashmeyer. Great story. Of course, already an Olympic gold medalist as well. And uh, now you can tell enjoying life in Ottawa in the Professional Women's Hockey League. Devils have beaten Chicago 4-2. Golden Bears back at Canada West play after the Christmas break. They are trailing Trinity Western one nothing after one. Trinity with just a couple of victories on the season, but they lead the Golden Bears one nothing after the first period. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you'd like to get in touch, it's Inside Sports on Chad. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Of course, uh, United States winning gold at the World Juniors, able to take out Sweden 6 2 today. Uh, pretty convincing performance there by the United States. Kellen Kennedy down the hallway in the 630 chat control room. Kellen, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well on a Friday night. How about you? It is uh, It is a nice Friday night for sure. I'm meeting up with one of my uh, buddies for a beverage uh, after the show tonight. So he's uh, he's a teacher, so he gets a bit of a break here. Nice. I think right he's on. back on uh, Monday, but a very good friend of mine who I haven't been able to see in a couple oh, that's months. Good. that's so good. So I'm looking forward to that. 780-496-0063. Uh, give me uh, some of the good ones we have coming in. Well, we got texts on everything tonight. We got Uh-oh. Oilers and Elks texts, obviously, with the okay. Elks making some news today, too, or poten- uh, with the potential of making some news. Well, they've been making news all week, so here we go. Uh, Richard texts in and says uh, he's got free thoughts and they're all over the place on Oilers and Elks. So thought number one pertaining to the Elks, he thinks this is great for Trey Ford. He's never had a veteran QB to play with and learn from, and it's only for one year. So that's thought number one. Okay. Thought number two, Oilers very related. Very reasonable, very reasonable. Uh, Richard says, disappointing to hear Mc- McDavid didn't participate in the fastest skater comp. I would have loved to see him versus Ryan McLeod one-on-one. Well, yeah, I think McDavid's at the point. I think it was even last year he stopped doing fastest skater. I think he was uh, at the point where, okay, really, I need to do this again. Um, And then it's, and the thing is, and and look, I'm not, whatever. To me, it's a fun competition. I'm not defending him. I just would. I would make the assumption that his thinking is what what is he left to prove? It's only a story if he loses, right? If someone beats him. Uh, and the the fastest skater, like I said, was a little different this year. It wasn't a timed lap. It was what's your top speed. So anyway. Mm. And the third one is, why are the CFL meetings in Nashville? How come not somewhere in Canada? <laughs> That's from Richard. Uh, you know what, Richard? I, I That crossed my mind too when someone told me that. Um 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's. Well, there's no bowl game down there that they'd be watching. I don't think so. Anyway, to scout players, uh, I'm not sure why they have picked that establishment. Uh, there would be uh, a lot of CFL coaches and GMs who probably go back to the states for the off season. Maybe not all of them, but I, I would think some. So that's. I'll try to find that out. Why they picked Nashville? That's a good question. I mean, you could have gone to Thunder Bay or somewhere like that. I hear uh, Kenora is nice this time of year. Yeah, Kenora. Kenora. Great community. (laughs) The thistles. Yes, exactly. Uh, Ken texts again with a Elks text. says, hey, Reed, how can the double E fit Bethel Thompson into their cap? I understand they've released Cornelius or are going to, but but doesn't he have guaranteed money in his contract? Yes, some of it. I I think about $100,000 would still be guaranteed. but I, I think there would also have been a bonus coming up on January 15th that they wouldn't have to worry about. Same thing with Stephen Dunbar. That is a fair question, but we may see other players um, being released, I think, um, or perhaps not resigned once we get into free agency. But yeah, f- uh, fair question. But clearly they think they can make it work if, if they're doing the contract. Mm, got an unknown text that came in here. It came in off the beginning of the show, probably pertaining to what you guys were talking about at the end of Oilers Now, UNESCO, and the, uh, right. the, 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 I think there was a penalty stat that you guys were talking about. Oh, the team leader and pe- team- penalty. Yeah, Dreisaitl. Was it about Dreisaitl's misconduct? Uh, it's it's about that, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a general con- uh, co- comment. Some uh, unknown texts uh, coming in. I think he got a kick out of it, or, or they got a kick out of it, I should say. Uh, simply just says Dreisaitl takes the stupidest penalties sometimes lol uh well sometimes he does he i mean look here's the thing dry can play angry and quite frankly he can be a little pissy <laughs> not to bring up the whole Fiery. jim madison Fiery. thing again uh and and i guess i don't i mean look i think you have to let each player play to his or her personality to some extent uh and and hope it doesn't hurt the team but i also think if leon dreisaitl didn't have that element to his game he would not have become leon dreisaitl you know i don't think he would have sat there and, and said i can do that i can do that screw that guy i can beat him i mean i think you have to have a little bit of that in his game yes i mean he, he has done some silly things the little slash on dowdy in the playoffs and look I know some people thought it shouldn't have been a penalty, but if he doesn't do it, <laughs> we're not even having that debate. Uh, who was it he got fined for? Uh, was that against Vancouver? Was it Besser? He cross-checked kind of in the leg almost and knocked him down, but he got fined for something mm, earlier in the yes. year. Yeah, Dreisaitl has that cheeky slash cheesy slash dirty element to his game. He does. Um, a lot of times I don't mind it, and I think star players have to be able to defend themselves and stand up for themselves and be aggressors uh, at times. Do, do, are there moments you see Leon going to the penalty box and you roll your eyes because he did something that he probably knew he wasn't going to get away with? Yes, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, but he, he does have a couple misconducts this year, so that's why he leads the team in penalty minutes. Yes, the fact that you were talking about, uh, I think, uh, after the Vegas series wrapped up last year, uh, that you wish you that we had a few players that had that. that I forget the term that you used. The miserable that. bastard. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if yeah. I should keep saying that or not. But, but hey, you know. It's, it's easy. I mean, that's, that's sports, right? I mean, name the sport especially team sports where you actually are in physical contact with your opponent. Well, it doesn't have to be a team sport. It, it, uh, it, it isn't always a bad thing to push the envelope or, or put a foot over the line. You, 
I mean, yes, you got to know when to do it and how far you can go. But mm-hmm. I, I do think that uh, that element of of aggression is important. Mm. We got a uh, good question in from John that's texted in on a text line here. Uh, simply asks, Reed, uh, with enough separation between games this month, do we see a Calvin Pickard start at all in January? Yes, I think he'll probably still start a game. But I, I've wondered about that myself. I, I think that they they don't want him to go totally stale. As much as we've seen Knobloch not want to change the lineup after wins, I, I think he also wants to reward players who are working hard and, and winning. And Pickard is still, you know, in a few games, has won more often than he's lost. Um, would you start him in Chicago on Tuesday? Um, would you start him at home against Seattle or Columbus. The Chicago also comes here on that homestand. Ten games. They are pretty spaced out, though. I mean, if, if he plays, he's not getting more than two starts, I would think. That's a good question. I, I don't think they would leave him totally cold, though, and not give him a game. And uh, we'll wrap it up with Ryan Tucks again tonight. Uh, one second here, Rick. <laughs> Frog in my throat. There we go. Um, he simply asks, Reed, have you filled out your all-star game ballot yet, or do you care? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, the answer is no, because I don't get a ballot. Or is he asking me if I fill out the, the fan The fan ballots? thing, I think. That, oh, that to get, oh, to get lying, an extra yeah. person in. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I think there's a push to get high. Has it even opened yet? I didn't even know. It has. It started it did, yesterday, it, it I believe. Did, yeah. okay, I wasn't sure if they rolled it out immediately yesterday. So maybe I don't care that much if I wasn't sure when it started. I know there's a push in oil country to get uh, Hyman in. Why not? That would be fun for him to go to the All-Star mm-hmm. game. Um, I wouldn't say I care a lot to perfectly <laughs> I, I do think the All-Star game uh, I, I like when they've used the three-on-three in the All-Star game I think that was a good change but it's uh, it's not as must-see television for me as the games that count in the standings or the playoff games I appreciate the question for sure alright, oh we're done We are. thanks for those messages everybody, that was fun to interact with you, I will talk to you at 6.30 tomorrow for the face-off show the game is at 8 between the Oilers and the Senators. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.